Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Sal Vetri here, and today we're going to be breaking down for the first time on the YouTube channel, CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I've been covering CSGO. A lot of people have asked me, but I've been covering it over on Patreon with these data models with rankings every single day uh, and also projections every single day. So all that's available on Patreon every day. Today, we're just going to be looking at the model, the games. Uh, Lately, they've been starting at like for the past 10 days, past week. Most of the time, you're getting like an 8 a.m. start time. So making videos for that isn't as viable. Now, this slate is going to lock in the afternoon, the early afternoon. So it's still not the longest shelf life, like five hours on this video, so not a ton of people are going to see it. So if you do indeed see it, I do appreciate you uh, tuning into this. And you know what? If you indeed do see it, let's do this. Why not? Since there's not going to be a ton of people seeing this, why not put on the one with the actual projections? So there you go. If you just tuned in uh, on the podcast, you can check out the YouTube video for the actual sheet with the projections on it. Um, if you're just tuning into the YouTube channel, it's your lucky day. Um, actually, wasn't going to do that. I was going to leave it on the other screen and just reference them. But I realized that there's like five hours by the time this gets up. Probably 500 people not even are going to see this. So these are my projections in the two right columns is the value. And then to the left in P points, column U is the projections. Um, So yeah, this is uh, what we'll be doing today. Just really going through it, explaining it, explaining how I play. I don't cover this every single day because the prize pools aren't big. I have a little bit extra time on my hands. um, Not a ton as I try and work up a second channel. You can check that out. Salvatore Vetri, more so business and things like that. Breaking down over there, finances, all that. But I appreciate you being here. We're going to go over this, the League of Legends slate for um, the next day of games, the five game slate for the LP on the LCK will be up. They added the Brazilian uh, CB League of Legends, the Brazilian League for the League of Legends, the biggest prize pool for anybody playing with a reasonable bankroll and a realistic bankroll watching this is not high. It's like $2,000 to first, but that's going to go on for a longer time. So I'll have projections for out that and videos once that starts to get a little bit bigger and bigger prize pools. Um, once the other League of Legends leagues like the China League start to fade away a little bit and the playoffs start to come. So Thank you for being here. If you could hit the subscribe button, I greatly appreciate it. Trying to churn out as much content as I can to keep people sane during this time. If you want to check out some of my exclusive content, which is every single day, the ENBA projections, League of Legends projections, rankings, models, interests, all that stuff. Same thing for CSGO, Rocket League, when that's going on as well. You can check out everything that I have down below. I also have some of the Outlaw uh, uh, tour, some of the golf, real life golf that's happening in Arizona right now, starting Monday. I'll have those uh, model sheets as well. So you can check all that out. It's down below on uh, Patreon. I urge you to indeed check it out. And if you want to get access to the League of Legends course that I made for totally free and learn more about the details on how to get the course for free, you can check that out at the top of the description below. So you can see my projections are on the screen. This is filtered by salary. Um, What you're seeing on the screen is just a bunch of statistics. These statistics are not the only things nor near close what goes into these projections. Um, Any reasonable projection is going to take into account a weighting scale of different times. So the stats on the screen are more of a long-term approach at the last year of stats for these players. You should not be building your projections off of last year of stats. Um, Lots of things change. Players change teams. Uh, Total team team chemistry changes, right? Obviously, players change in themselves. Um, Their sponsorships change. So you're going to get situations where you need to, in projections, account for one year, 12 months, or, or something longer than that, a historical approach two years out. But every single thing needs to be weighted. So a year ago's results aren't weighted as heavily. Two years ago's results aren't weighted as heavily as a year ago. Three months ago is weighted more heavily than a year ago, right? Because it's more um, 
realistic. It's more recent. It's more indicative of how they're playing, but it's not the only thing that should be weighted because then you're just thinking that a year ago's play is always going to stay the same. And that's not true. So there's different weighting scales to it. The same exact thing has to be done for defensive players uh, or, or defensive opponents. So who they're playing, you have to weight their defensive matchup too, uh, because the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA are no longer the dominant defensive team that they were five years ago. But if you're still accounting for that, it's going to look like your players are worse plays than they really are on some nights. Uh, if you're projecting for the NBA, same thing happens in League of Legends and any sport. Those are just two of the pieces that go into it. Obviously, a ton more. These statistics usually make up your projections because these are the statistics that matter in DraftKings CSGO. Uh, Hopefully, they had headshots and other things so we can add easier points um, instead of the GLA because that's just really annoying game length adjustment, whatever they're calling it. So um, what you see on the screen is odds in in this column right here as I put my cursor over it. Um, Kills per round is important. And then kill differential is an important way to just look at KDR. Um, The higher the number and the greener it is really, and you can see right here for Zori, just the highest by far in the slate is how many kills you're getting divided by depth. So the higher the number, the better. It's overall how many more kills you have in your depths in this example. The rating is sort of a player's rating all in one think of a Madden rating or something like that. It's it, it takes into account a bunch of different factors, but the higher the number, the better. Assists per round, deaths per round, those are all accounted for in the DraftKings scoring. Uh, first kill percentage, that's actually accounted for in DraftKings scoring as well, how often a player gets a first kill. There's different positions in CSGO, which people don't realize as much. League of Legends, there's obviously different positions because they're named that way. Uh, CSGO, you're just rostering players, no positions. So there are different positions. Entry fragger is somebody who will get a lot of first kills because their goal is to just kind of run up in there and cause some destruction to start it off. But there's um, there's five different positions per team as well. Uh, your AWPER um, is somebody that you want to be looking for for really up kills upside. So if you could find that player on that team, normally they'll be priced higher. But if you find that player on their team, the statistics usually can tell you that um, that's a, a good spot to start to gain an edge before this starts to become a little bit more mainstream. But the prize pool's not as high yet. Cast is just another way to kind of take into account kills, assists, um, and just all the other things that happen in a in a complete round at a time and how involved the player is. So the higher they're involved, the better, similar to like a usage rate in the NBA. And then you get to the projections, the 1VX, the clutches, all that. So if I look at this today, um, a player who is probably the best player on the slate, in my opinion, factoring in points upside and value is Zor. I apologize. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that right. If it's Zoré, um, $8,600, the third most expensive player, by far my highest projected player today, 73.7 points I'm projecting for. Now that only adds up to an 8.6 value. So if you were just looking at value today, it would look like the fifth best play in the slate. But points upside matters as well. You're only rostering a certain amount of people, usually on the CS... Geo slates, in my opinion, I found that for much of it, you don't really have to worry about salary as much because you have money left over. Just as long as you're building optimal lineups, you'll find a lot where there's money left over. If you're usually spending all of your money in every single one of your CSGO lineups, you're probably playing a player who doesn't have that much upside. Um, But it's not always the case, but that's the way that I look at it. So you'll see players who have a ton of value, like towards the bottom of my projections where my head is over here. um, You can see Sick and Ethan, they're both going to grade out as good value. They're both priced in the 5k range and they're both grading out for around 51, 52 fantasy points for me. They grade out as the two best value plays in the slate. 9.1x for Ethan at 50.7 fantasy points, 9.6x for Sick at 51.8 fantasy points. The problem with them is that there's going to be, if we were to filter this by just pure projections, and I can do that right now. So if you were to filter this by just pure um, projection, projected points, they would be ranked. 
they would come up in rankings for sick. He would be ranked my 13th projected player and Ethan would be ranked 15. So they're both in the top 15 in projections out of 30 players. So that's pretty good. Top half, even though their price is like bottom five players in the slate salary wise. The issue is if you don't have to worry about salary, now maybe play one of them and it gives you salary relief. The issue is their projection is nowhere near the points upside as 10 other players in the slate. Uh, players who have a projection of 55 or higher today there's going to be around 10 players that have 10 to 13 players that have a projection of 55 or higher which is going to be around four or five more points than sick and ethan and there's about five players over projection of 60, six players over projection of 60 or higher. Those players are scoring close to 10 more points than the projections on Sick and Ethan. So Sick and Ethan, when you look at their value, similar, like in the NBA, you want to just jam in value and get to the studs. When you look at their value, you don't have to jam them in as much. You can play one of them, but I think playing both of them, you just don't need that much money. You're sacrificing so much points upside. So that's if you factor it by total points. If we go back to factoring it by salary, um, so what makes up a projection is very hard to just say that. I mean, I kind of already said pieces of it, not everything, but it's very hard to just um, be saying that here. And we just got everything to blow up after I added the arrows. It's very hard to just be saying that in a video like this, um, it much more involvement than what this video can actually get in detail with. But this is just what I'm looking at today. Uh, so Zori is going to probably be the best play on the slate all overall. If I just factor this again by projections, uh, by far my only player that I projected for 70 plus, these players will score more than that in victories have projected Zoray for 8.7 more points than anybody else. I'll call out people ask me if stacking is important. Stacking is going to be a lot more important now on FanDuel, where if your team gets a win, there's a sweep bonus. Uh, not necessarily game stacking, but team stacking. 3v3 stacks make a lot of sense. On DraftKings, they still make sense. They're not heavily owned um, because they don't hit as much. But a 3v3 stack on DraftKings, it makes a lot of sense to me. Stacking in general makes sense. Teams that win will typically score more points than teams that lose. So stacking a game does not make a ton of sense. So if you take three players from one team and there's a really good player on the other team, uh, that can work out for you. Really good players on the other team will still score a good amount of points half the time maybe in losses. But there's also situations where if a team wins, and you can see the Vegas odds in column G right here where I'm hovering right now. If a team wins, teams the, op the op op opponent losing team they can score like 20% of their normal output. They can just get absolutely decimated and not do anything decent. And if they lose really quickly, that usually means that an opponent is getting beat down badly. They're not producing a ton of points. And then based on the DraftKings GLA, the, the length adjustment, their average is going to be taken and they're not going to have a chance to actually outproduce that average. And they're going to just get you terrible points uh, throughout the 30 rounds that it's going to sort of uh, average out to. So um, I, do th I, do th I do think stacking matters. Um, I don't, try and so in optimizers i will set rules but if i'm hand building i'm not going to say that you should try and automatically start stacking it's going to give you your best upside at a one percent outcome uh, because you have to predict a little bit less but also like there's players on teams in three three stacks if you're going to be taking a three three stack two three man stacks in your lineup two three man winning teams in your lineup there's going to be players on those teams who only drop like 51 points and then there's going to be players on different teams or losing teams or there's three games so it could be the other winning team that players are just dropping 60 points and you don't have to worry about salaries much and you can get to them so um, stacking does matter i do think it gives you a better upside to a one one percent outcome but i think you can easily do really well probably not have a unique lineup though by just playing like top cash plays like i think it's still optimal to play cash based just the highest projected players in these and still make a profit you're just going to have a ton of unique ton of duplicated lineups so you're probably not gonna be able to hedge out for first place um so zora looks really good up top um king v looks good as well 
at $7,000 flat, I have right now projected. So if you count Hoodie, who's projected for 59.9 for me, I have six players projected for 60 plus fantasy points. Um, and I think the best ones out of those are Zora up top and then King V. Uh, they stand out a ton. Players that are going to increase value and, and really add to sort of a situation where you can get every top projected player in and still have a decent upside value play. That would be Sick and Ethan, who I called out. Sick is my highest value play in the slate at 5,400 projected for 51.8 points as a slight underdog today. A lot of that has to do in uh, going to um, just recent play one uh, within the past three to six months and then also recent opponent play. So that's a player that um, can definitely be interesting. Ethan as an underdog as well is projected for 50.7. Again, just has to do with situations where players are creating a lot of damage situations where ethan is going to be involved in not only the kill side of things but also assists especially more recently and the matchup so those are players that i would only want one of them if you're building a lineup because it doesn't offer you much more and then there's just players where you can x off like half this slate usually you can kind of x them off um there's 30 players in the slate and if i project this by points like obviously if a team wins that i'm not projecting to win uh, then there's going to be a total difference in all of this but like anybody under 40 points i don't want which is these bottom five players so i'm not going to maybe totally x them out but i'm not going to get to them even if i increase the randomness all that much and really anything under like 42 points so you can almost x off like eight players right off the bat that you probably think don't have a great chance like even in victories they're still only scoring in the low 40s which there's going to be team players in the losing teams that's scoring equal to more than that so uh yeah it's it's interesting because on these three game slates it's easier to choose from so that's from at right now these are the projections on screen here um you can see the value right there if I slide in the last column. If you're interested in getting these projections every day, uh, rankings as well I have for every single player, uh, GPP rankings, A, B, C, D, F. Um, same thing for League of Legends with the stacks, projections, rankings, all that stuff, Rocket League. So check out Patreon, what I have to offer down below. If you want to check out the League of Legends course that I have, which you can find out how to get for free, it's pinned right to the top of the description. You can click that link and it'll take you to a page where there's a video of me, where there's a little write-up blurb telling you exactly how you can get that course for free, about an hour and a half to close to it's going to be soon a two-hour course on league of legends not only the basics but optimizers rules to put in settings how to handle ownership how to even try and get a gauge on ownership yourself without paying for sites so you can check all that out link down below appreciate you tuning into this one hit the subscribe button get the league of legends video out later today for you and if you want to check out my other channel salvatore vetri instead of just sal vetri a little yellow background on my head i'm going to be putting up more content over there more of a business online business really taking people's questions um, in the online business area, personal finance, spots where I have a lot of interest personally and look up when I'm not doing DFS stuff. So you can check that out as well. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one.